Hello, welcome to Conversations with Student Affairs. I'm your host, Jen Tuff. Today, I'm joined by Andrea Buffon. Andrea, it's great to have you here for this episode focused on preparing for and finishing this semester. Can you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself? Sure. Thanks for having me. Glad to be here. Um, yeah, so I'm Andrea. Um, I am one of the assistant directors of the Academic Advising and Student Disability Services Unit here at the World Campus. So um, I uh, advise students. I also um, supervise a team of advisors um, that each team of us works with a different subset of the degrees. So uh, just depending on what uh, what students are majoring in, that's uh, how I advise them. So um, I myself am a Penn State graduate. I graduated in 2011 with a uh, general biology Bachelor of Science at University Park. So uh, Penn State is very near and dear to me and um, it's it's great to have been a student and then be able to come full circle and be able to help uh, more more students uh, do the same thing that I was able to do so many years ago. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. And for our listeners, I I'm I'm happy to share that I work very closely with Andrea and the advising team, as well as we also get to call each other friends. So it's nice to be able to have you on this episode, um, knowing that we connect uh, inside and outside of work as well. So it makes it a little bit more fun. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so Andrea, we do an acknowledgement um, in each of our episodes, and uh, we've done some land acknowledgements, we have done some acknowledgements in relation to our first responders, Um, we've had a variety here, and so I think knowing that we're focusing on preparing and finishing the semester strong, I want to talk a little bit about student disability services, and I'm going to share some information from our website for our listeners. Um, and this information is, is directly from the website. So uh, for our listeners and students, you can go to student.worldcampus.psu.edu and click on student services. And so for students with disabilities, uh, Penn State World Campus Student Disability Services works with the Penn State Student Disability Resources Office to ensure that each student receives the support they need to be um, successful in their courses. So if you have a disability related need for reasonable academic adjustment, um, we would want you to contact our student disability services. And as part of requesting that academic adjustment, it's going through the request and accommodation um, process. So. Um, You, as a student, if you want to go through the process, disclose your situation by completing the student disability resource intake form, or you can also submit it via their email to sds at worldcampus.psu.edu. And what's good to know is common accommodations routinely approved for students include extension of time for tests, assistance technology, electronic textbooks, or books in alternative formats or adjustment of non-essential course requirements. And then conditions for which you might be eligible for accommodations um, as a student is um, a result, it's a result of a variety of conditions and situations. So students are often surprised to learn that their circumstances may meet the criteria. So another important piece is accommodations can't be retroactive. So if we're talking about starting the semester strong and you're a student who wants to go and request an accommodation, we would want you to take that step, already start to take that step for this next semester. And if you're currently in the semester, certainly make that contact as soon as possible, get the process going. And if you're finishing the semester strong, 
and you have an accommodation letter and you haven't used that accommodation, it might be a time period where maybe you only need to use that accommodation once or twice. And so maybe it's not something that is needed all the time, but maybe for when um, intermittent um, situations may, may happen unexpectedly. Um, so Andrew, in relation to that um, acknowledgement about our student disability services, do you have anything additional you'd like to add to what I shared for our listeners? Um, I would, yeah, not, not really anything additional. I would definitely just um, reinforce the idea of reaching out as soon as you're able. Um, some of these things, just like any anything that requires paperwork, uh, it can take time to process. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, you just want to get a head start on it. And uh, we have a, a lovely team of um, student disability service reps with our unit, as the name suggests, <laughs> um, and they are they are wonderful to work with. So, um, you know, they're here for you. That's that's what they're here for. So don't don't hesitate to reach out. Yes. All right. So um, we're going to go into our if you could uh, segment. So this is basically an icebreaker where Andrea, our listeners get to learn more about our guests. And so, um, you know, if you could relive any Penn State memory. So if you could, if you could relive it, what would it be? Oh, wow. (laughs) (laughs) It's a tough one, right? It is. Yeah, there's so many good memories. Um, I think two come to mind and and they're they're kind of related um, in the spirit of of why they're fond of me. (laughs) Um, So, uh, as I said, I was a a university park student. So um, some of there's quite a few students that go to university park. some of the classes that I had were in huge lecture halls. Um, the, I think the biggest class I had was 800 some plus wow. students. I've never been in a class that big of size. Oh yeah, yeah, I loved it. I loved it because it just, it kind of gave the, um, that feeling that uh, that you're just, there's something bigger happening outside mm-hmm. of you. It, it gave you that, uh, you know, feeling of very being very small. Not, mm-hmm. in, in, uh, not in any significant kind of way, but just, uh, it made you feel like um, it gave you context for feeling like you're 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 small in the grand scheme of things, mm-hmm. um, and uh, so I, I loved that. Related going to the hub. <laughs> oh yeah, yep. <laughs> yeah, between classes, I love to just you know sit there and you know kind of like hear the hum of, of students going in and out, uh, studying, um, getting some coffee. Of course, you can't do mm-hmm. college without coffee. So. <laughs> yep. yep. Yeah, just loved it. Loved. Loved seeing everybody and hearing, um, just hearing the, the hum of life that is the <laughs> college experience. <laughs> so for our listeners, um, you know, they could be family members of students. They could be um, students who've never had an opportunity to come onto campus. How would you describe the hub and what is at the hub that creates that like hum of life happening for college students? Yeah, that's a good question. So the hub is the, the, the um, it is kind of like a student, um, uh, just a kind of like a gathering place. There's mm-hmm. a few, uh, there's big fluffy chairs. Well, there was the last time I was there anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's kind of like a like a student union center, I guess that's okay. what, the, what, uh, what they call it on another colleges. Um, yep. But yeah, it's like a just a big building. Uh, lots, there's like a lobby area with a bunch of, like I said, fluffy chairs. There's uh, different levels. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the floors is kind of like the food area. So there's a, there was a Chick-fil-A, there was <laughs> Burger King, uh, you know, all sorts of different. All, all uh, the comfort foods that a college student wants. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So there were, and there were like, um, uh, not picnic tables, but just, you know, tables that you mm-hmm. can sit and, uh, 
have your food and um so it's just kind of like a um like a place where you could go kind of between classes just to mm-hmm. re- take a take a break relax down yep. for a minute um there's very... a two level books two level bookstore right yeah there's a bookstore there now um yep i guess the bookstore was always there but now there's like also a little um like a like a theater type of thing that they do i don't know really what they do now with it there mm-hmm. but there's a theater there that they that they can use they've put on an addition since i've been there but it's i always felt that that uh that space was just very comforting because it didn't matter what major you were in it didn't matter what year you were at like everybody went to the hub just to mm-hmm. kind of hang out so it was yep. like everybody was there it just made you feel like really part of the whole penn state community yeah that's awesome um when i was at beaver so i was at the beaver campus from uh, 13 to 17 when I was working at Res Life and my students whenever they went to state college from Western PA like gotta go to the hub first it's the first step <laughs> it's your it's your student experience no matter what Penn State campus location you are or whether you are an alum traveling out of state there's all those emotional connections that you can feel walking in there um, but I used to have some of my students say as soon as you walk in and if you go in on the on the main level door there's the big grand open space which they said it feels like the high school musical um stairs (laughs) like so i haven't seen high school musical i've just seen the pictures but you know there's there's the row of like bench seating and then there is stairs on each side and so what students would always say that's my high school musical experience is 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 walking (laughs) in there and they have they have that emotional connection to that movie and then walking into the hub and seeing it as well i don't know if you've ever seen the movie or ever felt that emotional connection but i've heard that from from students in the past as well yeah i can't can't say i've seen any of that franchise but um (laughs) (laughs) it was uh the the theater part was built after after I was a student, mm-hmm. my age here, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I can see I can see that being a really really neat experience. It's a, mm-hmm. it's a sight to behold. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> okay, so let's go into our on the corner um, segment. Or actually, I, you know, I'm getting so into our conversation, I'm forgetting to talk about our student affairs snapshot. So I'm going to go into our student affairs snapshot first before our next um, segment. And so for this week's student affairs snapshot, you know. Since we were talking about this uh, starting and um, preparing and finishing strong, I want to acknowledge the um, also the varying amount of joy and stress that many students feel on the roller coaster of a semester. And so when that semester starts, there's that excitement of returning to school that summer may bring. And then you have all the like cozy fall feels that people feel. Um, and this might include that excitement of everything pumpkin and holiday and football and sports. Uh, And so with all of this, everything pumpkin, holiday, football, and sports, this may add more stress and complex scheduling conflicts for making everything work and juggling many responsibilities at work and family. And so final exams may also be surrounded by over a dozen holidays and religious uh, observances as well. So the end of the spring semester brings that warm summer vacation excitement as well. And then if you're taking classes during the summer, uh, that summer semester, you're most likely completing assignments in seven, 10, or 12 weeks, depending on the course schedule. So for students, no matter the semester that you're actively taking class, that joy and that stress is likely happening or you likely feel it, it might be showing up in different ways for you. And so I do witness this on a regular basis year round for students. So what I want you to know is, um, you know, we all see your strength. 
Um, we all see your resilience at World Campus. Um, and so whether we're in academic affairs, um, maybe we're in student affairs or academic advising and student services, just we're all here to support you. Uh, Andrea, do you have anything to add in regards to some of that stress that students might feel throughout the year? Definitely, yeah, yeah, we see it uh, for sure in academic advising. Um, you know, we, we're there with the students whenever they're signing up for a semester, getting all, you know, all pumped up and ready to go. Mm -hmm. um, you know, sometimes whenever you get into it, it can be stressful. Um, regardless of, like you said, regardless of which semester, there's always something um, kind of going on in life. Mm -hmm. And uh, especially for um, World Campus uh, students, a lot of them are adults. So, you know, you've got other things going on besides school. You've got families, jobs, other obligations. So school isn't necessarily the only thing that you're doing um, with mm -hmm. your time. So, um, you know, things come up, you kind of get maybe a little you know, bummed out for lack of a better yep, term, that yep. things aren't just, you know, going the way that you kind of hoped in your courses. But, um, you know, we're really, we really are here for you. And believe me when I say we've heard it all, you're not the only one who's going through something. Um, uh, you know, don't feel bad about reaching out for help, I guess is what is my point. Just because, <laughs> you know, you might, you might feel like just depending on what it is that you're, um, you know, that it's not, that it's not worth it and it's just you and you just have to power through it. Mm -hmm. um, but we really, we really have heard it all. <laughs> yep. So, um, you know, we're here for you. Don't ever feel bad about reaching out and just kind of letting us know what's going on. Um, so many resources that students don't often know about. So it's one of those things if you don't, if you don't, you don't know if you don't know. So um, that's what we're here for to help mm -hmm. you figure out what you don't know so we can help yeah. out. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great segue now into the On the Corner um, segment where we're discussing some of those intersecting topics. So, Andrea, let's discuss that, intersect that intersection of ending a semester while preparing to start the next semester. So finals are always likely bumping up against a busy time for a student no matter what the semester. Why is it important for a student to finish strong? That is an excellent question. <laughs> Um, it, it can help to really, um, as they say, every every ending is a new beginning. So mm -hmm. um, the, the stronger you finish out any given semester, it can help you feel more prepared for what's to come next. Mm -hmm. um, so if you, you know, if you're if you're kind of just uh, trying to get through one semester, um, the, the, maybe the best thing that you can do to help you feel better is to be well prepared for the, the upcoming semester. So. Um, mm -hmm. Kind of to back up even before the end of a semester um, the scheduling period for an upcoming semester starts pretty fairly uh early um mm -hmm. not, not a lot of students realize how how early you can schedule for an upcoming semester so um one of the one of the best things that you can do to um even finish one semester strong is to um, even partway through that semester before you even get to the end make sure that you're ready for the semester that comes after that. That way it's kind of out of the way. Um, you know, you're not trying to do your finals and uh, everything all at once. Plus think about scheduling for the upcoming semester. Um, you know, so scheduling early and on time just to mm -hmm. kind of have that, you know, have that peace of mind that your next semester is good to go so you can focus on what you have right there in front of you. Um, that is very helpful. Mm -hmm. And um, again, always, always, we always re say, reach out to your advisor, um, have yep. that advising appointment, even if it's just to check in and say, hey, you know, here's where I'm at right now. Um, just getting ready to just start up. We're, we're happy to help, always happy, especially whenever we can, um, you know, help you out early on rather than, um, 
when it's too late because our courses do fill up um, so it's sometimes it can be tricky if you've already got the stress of a busy ending a busy semester if you're you know trying to schedule for the upcoming semester and you see that you know the courses that you were planning on taking filled up months ago mm-hmm. that can add <laughs> that yep. can add extra stress um especially if you're so, near graduation in a couple semesters too exactly and exactly and we always say we can we can sometimes ask for exceptions but nothing's a guarantee in that in that world so mm-hmm. uh, it's always the better you can prepare um the, the more uh the more str- strong the more strong that doesn't make sense the stronger you'll <laughs> the stronger you'll end up uh, end a semester yeah yeah so one of the questions that i was thinking about you know preparing for our conversation today was about um you know what can students make for a priority and so i really like that you know making a priority for a student to end well means that they are going to also hopefully start being in a in a better successful place and I think that scheduling component is is so important and you know I I think it's like trying to think back in my brain because I'm not usually part of the scheduling but usually like at least early October there's notifications about scheduling or the options start to become available for students are there any other priority items that you would add for a student to help make that be a more successful start of that next semester as they are finishing strong in that current current semester? Yeah, definitely. So I would recommend, um, again, meeting with your advisor. Um, like you said, for a, for a spring semester, let's say you're in a fall semester and you're looking to, um, you know, you're in the thick of it for a fall semester, you might not necessarily be thinking about your spring schedule in October, but that really is when scheduling opens up for a spring semester. So. Mm-hmm. Um, your mind, your mindset might not be in it, but your advisor certainly is. So, um, <laughs> if you just, you know, what you want that extra help to say, you know, I know the next semester is coming, not really sure what to do about it. Can you help me out? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's that's one of the things that we do, so we can kind of help you make a new schedule, um, just so you don't even have to really uh, worry too much about figuring it all out. We can get a kickstart to that process for you. Um, Definitely. Another thing I would recommend for sure is always, always, always keeping a uh, strong line of communication open with your instructors. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, I mean, that's paramount. If, if anything were to happen in any, in any semester that you, um, you know, uh, hopefully nothing bad does happen, but if, if something challenging does come up, the, the more you've been in contact with your instructor throughout the semester, um, the more likely they are to be able to help you out because they've had a good, uh, they've built a relationship with you. Um, you're not just some person who's just chiming in out of nowhere mm-hmm. <laughs> that they've never talked to before. Um, you know, it's just, it just helps to build that uh, that relationship. And, you know, even going forward to post-graduation, if you're looking for letters of recommendation, that kind of thing, mm-hmm. uh, the, the more connections that you've um, established, the better. And uh, always good. Same with your advisor, of course, you know, keep that communication open. Communication is key. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, just never, never be afraid to ask. Um, like I said, we have so many resources that we, that, you know, we're talking to students about and we find that sometimes they just don't even know that something that they needed was something that we had uh, a resource for. So yep. um, it's, it's always just good to have that conversation. Yeah. And one person situation, is not going to be the same for the next person. So the the type of resource mm-hmm. that might be available is 
better suited for a referral to specific resources and not to assume just because you know somebody had something similar and they're they didn't feel the same level of support doesn't mean that you know you not reaching out as a student is also going to be the same result because the details matter for helping for a student mm -hmm, mm -hmm, definitely yeah awesome so our next segment is our toolbox for success and so Andrea, when I was thinking about this, I was thinking about what does the beginning of the semester look like? Um, and so, you know, looking at the beginning of that semester and also talking about the importance of the, of the syllabus. So you were talking about communication with the instructor, meeting with the advisor, um, as, as well as, you know, what does it also look like of forecasting what you know is in front of you? You know, are there, are there periods of time for a student where they know maybe like mid-October, there's an obligation that they have. So mm -hmm. how do they work that level of communication as well as reviewing their syllabus for, you know, that syllabus is that contract between the student and the instructor for department policies. How do these things all come together for a successful start of the semester in relation to communication, working with their advisor, reviewing their syllabus and identifying some of those high stress areas that they could uh, forecast in the semester? Yeah, definitely. That's, like, that's a great question. So uh, I'd say kind of uh, starting out, um, like I said, in the, in the uh, partway through the previous semester, you know, make sure you meet with your advisor, get your schedule set up. Uh, when when that um, when that semester does start, uh, like I said, that, that syllabus is, is huge. Make sure you read that. <laughs> the, the and it syllabus. can be many pages long too, but that, that time yeah. dedication is so important. It really is, yeah. The syllabus will tell you uh, the types of assignments you have, the instructor's grading scale, which may or may not be different from some uh, instructors and classes that you've had in the past. So that is very important to look at, just so you have an idea of, you know, what uh, what sorts of things are going to carry more weight for you. Um, if you're a strong, uh, you know, writer and uh, or so let's say if you're not such a strong writer and mm -hmm. you see that there's a, a lot of writing assignments due in a particular week, maybe try to plan to not have so many other things going on that week. Um, mm -hmm. And of course, you know, life happens, but uh, the better you can kind of get a, get a kind of a, in the headspace of, mm -hmm. of what you'll be doing that semester, the, the more likely you'll, you'll be able to kind of plan that out. Um, I also do recommend using a planner for that kind of thing. Uh, mm -hmm. It's, it's, it's easy to kind of like look at the syllabus right at the beginning of the semester and you know kind of be like okay this is this is what it is but then you know six weeks later you're kind of realizing that you forgot about something and um it's always keep it it's good to so it's good to read the, the syllabus in full at the beginning of the semester but always go back to it you know keep keep looking at it um and if you uh, uh like i said if you do just make sure um if you if you find something that you've come up with uh, in the um, partway through the semester, like maybe you don't think something is is being graded fairly, um, if the syllabus had clearly lined um, what that grading was going to be like, then that's not something that we can really you know do much about because it said right there in the syllabus that this mm -hmm. is the way it's going to go so it's important to understand that front and back and if you don't ask questions ask your instructor yep. uh, for follow-up and uh, details um, if you do know you have something coming up in a, in a semester like uh, maybe you have a surgery that uh, you know is scheduled make sure you tell your instructor about that as soon as you possibly can 
kind of like I was saying before, the, the more that you talk to them and the more they understand what, uh, you know, what you've, what you've got coming up, if you know about it, um, the more likely they're able to kind of work with you. Maybe they'll let you finish something early or maybe they'll give you an extension for, for something while you're out. Um, but, you know, if you just kind of pop up the week before and say, hey, I have a surgery next week, it's mm-hmm. a little more of a scramble and that can be that can be challenging. So Unless it was an emergency one. And right. Yep, you, yep. Only get, you only get a couple days. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. Hopefully that doesn't happen for anyone. But mm-hmm. <laughs> we, we all know it does. So, yep. Uh, yeah, the, just the more kind of you can be prepared and understand the deadlines. And um, like I said, th- things do come up. So it's not that you can have everything planned out to it. Mm-hmm. But the, the better you can be prepared, the better the better it'll work out for you. <laughs> yeah. And, and I think it's also fair for us to add and acknowledge that grading is under the purview of the instructor. And there is some discretion of whether or not they are granting exceptions per what they've outlined in the syllabus. Mm-hmm. Students should also be aware that sometimes that instructor is following department or college policies as well. And it might not be also just their purview, but what has been identified by the college um, or their department. So so if an instructor is saying, you know, like, here's like the hard line, some instructors might, some instructors who are not in the same college or department might have a different policy or a different um, level of discretion for flexibility. So I think that's important also for students to know is just because you get this one answer from one instructor isn't going to mean it's going to be the same or different. So, you know, just just to have that greater understanding of why it's really good to read the syllabus to find out about grading and flexibility and exceptions for where those allowances are. Because some instructors do allow for, you know, um, the two lowest grades to be dropped or, um, you know, two zeros um, might be able to be dropped from the final course grade. And that's because life can happen. That allows that flexibility if it's a hard line in relation to policy is it might be a no, you can't make up work or uh, maybe you can only get 50% partial credit back, but there's another policy that supports lowest grades being able not to be factored into final grade based upon whatever the college or department has set up. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And the more, exactly like you said, the more you know about your, uh, each individual class and what that instructor is and is not um, able or willing to, to do, uh, you know, the the better you're able to kind of negotiate. Like if you know that you're in a course where grades can be dropped, uh, you know, framing your question in a way that says, Hey, I've got this, you know, thing, I think I'm probably going to drop this particular score is that does that sound good to you they'll know that you read the syllabus <laughs> you mm-hmm. know they'll know that you understand what you're what you're what you're doing there so that's mm-hmm. always always very appreciated so, yeah yeah and so when we're also talking about success and based upon what you've shared I think talking about the tuition schedule is really important here as well so that first week of class um, when it's a traditional semester length you know if it's a dynamic dated Um, course, which is less than the standard uh, full semester, you know, it's going to be slightly different. But for a standard semester that runs 16 weeks, that first week of classes, as a student, you're always encouraged to read your syllabus then. Make informed decisions because you can drop that course without impact to your transcript um, and without financial impact. And that is because it's based upon the tuition schedule. So as a student, 
again, in a regular length um, scheduled semester, during that first week, you can get 100% of your money back. So if you're looking at that syllabus and you're like, oh my gosh, I have a work trip or maybe I have three work trips and it coincides with, you know, some assignments or exams that just are not allowed to be made up. There's no flexibility there. And you know, those assignments can't be flexible and you're not going to obtain the grade that you want. You may want to have that conversation with your instructor, should I stay in the course? Have that conversation with your advisor, should I stay in the course? So I think there's some of that financial risk as well of why it's so important of looking at that syllabus to be successful in the semester. For sure, yes, yeah. Yeah, and even if it's just, you know, one day after that, that drop-ad period ends, then then you're down to the next level of owing some of that money. Mm-hmm, which um, is... So- which is you're still owing 25% and you're only getting 75% back. So, Mm -hmm. you know, that's still a costly one day decision um, that can be happening. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. And like you said, uh, if you do find yourself in that situation and you're thinking maybe this isn't the best course for this particular semester based on what I've got going on outside of school, um, you know, within that first week, it, it is the drop period, but it's also the add period. Mm-hmm. So if you reach out to your instructor and say, hey, I think this, you know, this, this course based on the syllabus, this isn't going to work out for me so well. Is there something else I can take in place of this? Um, that first week, we can help you see what, you know, what we could maybe fit into your schedule in place of that. Um, easy peasy, no problem at all, mm-hmm. uh, as long as there's seats, of course. But yep. <laughs> timing's you know, kind of everything on those decisions. It is, yeah. But like I said, kind of like uh, dropping a course in the tuition after that drop ad period ends, adding courses can be a bit of a challenge. So mm-hmm. uh, if you do need to swap it out, so you run into a whole host of issues um, past that. So if you can, if you can, <laughs> <laughs> always keep that that like you know that again in the in the standard length semester. Um, it's that first week. Every semester has that drop ad period. It's not always the first week, just depending on. Um, the length of the semester, whether it's a 12-week or a seven-week, um, so there, there it may be only a few days, just depending. Mm-hmm. On, like if it's a six-week course, it may just be a few days, but that time period does still exist. So, yep. I guess the message here is: the earlier you can figure things out, the better. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, informed decisions are just important. Absolutely. Yep. All right. Well, Andrea, this has been so great chatting with you today and talking about all the work that we are usually doing on a regular basis between our, our two units. Um, I like to give the final word um, out to our guest, you know, that final thought. So, you know, as we're talking about finishing strong and preparing to start the semester strong, what would you want our listeners to have as a final thought today? Oh, good question. So I would say just to kind of, uh, you know, put a plug in for the advising office. <laughs> um, I can say I know each and every advisor that works uh, here at the World Campus. In our unit, there's 62 of us. Uh, some of those are the disability specialists. Some of us are advisors. Uh, some of us are office assistants um, that work closely with, with students. But um, I know each and every one of them and every single person that I work with genuinely wants to help students succeed. None of us are just here because we think this is just a paycheck. Uh, um, this is this is our calling, so to speak. So we want to help. Um, so many students reach out and say, hi, I know I'm bothering you, or I don't want to be a pain. I know I've already asked you some questions. 
don't ever feel like you're you're a pain like that's that's what we do that's what we're here for we are here to help you through the good times and the bad times um so never hesitate to to ask we're happy to talk to you uh, we're happy to work through um, good things. We want to hear about the good things, too. I should say that. We're yes, not just... <laughs> that adds an extra brightness to our day. I will say that. It does. Yeah, yeah. We're not just here to help with the fires, but we, mm-hmm. you know, we, we want to hear about your successes. So let us know if something's going particularly well. Shoot us an email. You know, let us know. We're here to, to celebrate all that. And, um, you know, we're, we're here. Like I said, uh, nobody nobody in my, in my office, myself included, um, ever ever thinks like oh man here's another student email another student problem it's it's not uh, not like that at all we're we're here mm-hmm. to help we want to talk we want to help um even if we're not maybe the person who has the answer we're we're always uh willing to go and find who is for you so it may be to point to a different office or um you know, a different person, uh, policy, something of along the line. Sometimes we won't have the answer right away, but we're we're dedicated to to helping you find it. So, um, your success is our success, and that's that's really what we do. What we do want for our students. So, never hesitate to to reach out. We are here. <laughs> awesome, and I love that you guys are here. And I think that's a perfect moment to end on. Thank you so much, Andrew. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. It's great to talk.